Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at an article from Benzinga about cannabis markets outside of North America that's worth keeping an eye on. So while Canada and the U.S. get the majority of the publicity for cannabis and medical marijuana markets, there's a lot of other countries out there that are going to be popping up onto the scene. For example, you're going to see Mexico and New Zealand, several other countries considering adult use legalization could assume their place in the global market. I got a call recently from the Goodwill Ambassador in Guam uh, notifying me that they wanted somebody to kind of come in and write some uh, bills to allow for regulated marketplace in Guam and Saipan, as well as Micronesia. So Micronesia is gonna need a hemp or CBD bill and THC bill. it's $1.67 for people minimum wage in Micronesia. So you're not going to be selling to locals. You're going to be growing for export probably to the Far East, uh, China, Japan, Southeast Asia. Uh, Guam is going to be um, interesting because the U.S. government is putting in around 5 or $15 billion, a lot of money, whatever it is, in, in order to take the military base from Japan in Okinawa and move that to Guam. So there's gonna be a lot of military bases, a lot of money. So it's gonna give kind of first access to these businesses that want to be centrally located in in Guam uh, for uh, either medical marijuana, can, you know, legal cannabis or CBD. Europe's about five years behind there, you know, circa t- 2015 uh, in terms of where the West Coast was at in legal marketplaces. Uh, they're a little bit behind. And so just trying to come up with Uh, medical marijuana and using kind of CBD as the gateway to open up legal marketplaces in places like France. The European market is of particular interest for a lot of people. It's backed by forecasts of a flourishing market. So data released in May of 2020 from Marijuana Business Daily found that the market had a value of around 240 million last year. So the EU is moving a lot quicker in terms of research than the U.S. And some of the countries leading that is France, as well as the Czech Republic, trying to get some more information on cannabis research, trying to catch up to uh, Israel, which is not going to be very easy because they have several decades of experience uh, researching cannabis all the way back to probably the 70s and even before that. Germany is probably the largest country right now. They have 73% of all 2019 sales, according to MJ Business Daily. And the German market is the most important European market uh, and ranking second in the world for cannabis imports and serving as the center for European cannabis markets, according to a Chicago-based partner at Denton's. Speaking of Israel, they are the world's leader in cannabis research, becoming a leader in cannabis imports as well from places like Canada. And it helps that the government is consistently promoting the local medicinal cannabis market and is considered to be one of the most attractive geographies to conduct clinical trials at a much lower cost than in the U.S. South America is intriguing to me because it has a lot of good terroir, low labor, and great uh, sun, natural resources. So the U.S. and Canada, they've received praise for cannabis progress, but let's not forget about Uruguay, which was the first to pass adult use laws. And since then, several other countries have adopted medical laws with further reform seeming possible in numerous countries. Some are anticipating that the supply chain is going to resemble those in other mature industries where low-cost cultivators sell to distributors and or retailers in higher margin jurisdictions. 
So we should see a lot of growing in South America, like Colombia selling it to Germany or the US or Canada once that becomes an option. In fact, they should be able to create some dominant brands to reap above average margins and the majority of production should be outsourced to low cost jurisdictions such as Latin America. You've got Uruguay, Brazil, Colombia. Those are the three nations with significant potential. And Brazil just approved this first medical product in 2019. So they're experiencing a steady rise in imports for individual non-registered medical cannabis products. Working with the World Trade Center's export store, it's interesting to kind of see where a lot of the inquiries are coming from. A lot of people are interested in China on CBD as well as THC, although not legal. Uh, but from my understanding, how it sort of works in terms of how things become popular in uh, Asia, uh, medical products and a lot of healthcare and products like cosmetics, they all become really popular out of South Korea. And so they have a lot of really good products in South Korea, yet Japan is sort of the Hollywood of uh, Southeast Asia. So what they'll do, the Japanese people will grab some makeup, for example, from South Korea, that'll popularize it. And then people in uh, Thailand, for example, they'll start wearing that makeup that they see in the movies from the Japanese market. And then that'll extend into other areas like Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam, Hong Kong, and it just kind of expands from there. So there's a lot of opportunities for the hemp and cannabis industry as it pertains to Southeast Asia. There's billions of people, obviously, in India and China. So it's just a matter of how to get your products to those people. For more ideas, you're going to have to come back to the Talking Hedge. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast, and of course, on PodConnects.